0: say this, church, um, I really believe that uh, as we see time go by, that we will uh, become more and more offensive. Hang on, Brother Sue Paul. Sister Barbara said, remember to turn on your mic. All right. And So I believe that as time goes on, we will become more and more offensive if we continue to stay in the faith. And I think that one of the things that we need to realize is that if we stay in the faith and we continue to give God the glory, that while others will be, uh, uh, how do I put it, By those who don't love God, don't want to hear anything about him, may say that they're offended. The truth is, their ears need to hear the truth so that they can hear and be saved, if possible. uh, Not that God cannot, but that they may not turn to the Lord. So, with that being said, our title tonight is Give God Glory. If you would stand with us, let's go to the reading of the word, and then we'll get right into the message. Father. Thank you this evening for your many blessings. We thank you, dear God, for your love and your mercy. We ask you, Lord, help us tonight to do that which you'd have us to do, to be that which you'd have us to be, and say that which you'd have us to say. And we'll give you glory for it all, Father, in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated. Verse 1 says, not unto us. Now, here's something to really think about. Not unto us. O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Now think about that for just a second. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us. But unto thy name give glory. Why? For thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? And I'm going to tell you, they will say that. They already question that. But verse 3 gives the answer. But our God is in the heavens. He hath done so whatsoever he hath pleased. There is nothing... Out of the hand of God, going on today, God has allowed it all. God will continue to allow it all until God takes and does away with what's going on. But verse 1 says that you and I should not get the glory. Remember, we, we've we been saying it a lot of late, Matthew five sixteen: Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I think sometimes, and I know this for myself, we get caught up in what I'm doing. I can't, I don't understand why people don't recognize why I'm trying so hard. I don't get why they don't see. Uh, we we will do things a lot of times, and and, and honest and truly, it's it's kind of like staying true to the faith and staying true to the Word of God. And when we do that. It, it would just almost seem like we should expect folks to come in from outside, to come into our church, because here they can hear the King James. Here they can sing the gospel hymns. Uh, here they're free to testify. Here, you know, we, we don't come in here and, and begin to browbeat everybody. We just say this, let's live for the Lord. Let's serve God. Let's honor God. Let's glorify God. Let's love one another. Get out of your sin, though. Don't Don't come in here and pretend or think that we're one for a moment going to say you're all right just do your sins and go on living your life It doesn't matter there's things that the bible does not accept and we will not accept but it's not for you and i sometimes not and, and i know this and i like i said sometimes i think lord we are staying so steadfast we ought to be able to be seen and yet it's not for us to be seen it's for god to be seen it's for god to receive glory it's for god to to receive honor. And so, you know, uh, we, we ought to do what we do in his name and for his name's sake. And he says, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory. For thy mercy and thy true sake. God is merciful and he's given us the word of truth. I mean, there's just nothing like what God has done for you and I. And wherefore should the heathen say, where now is their God? They will question that because you know what? Uh, It's kind of like, oh, they expected Jesus to come down and set up his throne and his dominion here in earth. And he didn't do that. Instead, he come down and he preached repentance, just like John the Baptist did to get ready for the coming of the Lord. And and he had to go back in order to come back. and, And, you know, it's just one of those things there. But but today they're saying, where's God? And I'm telling you where he is. He's in he's on the throne. We can be real plain about that and real simple about that. God is on the throne. Not a throne, the throne. And he's the one who's in charge of all things. But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. And I will tell you this, idols can't do a thing, but God can do any and everything. Jim, jump over to the book of Isaiah, the 42nd chapter, if you would. Uh, There's a lot to read here. And I would tonight uh, try not to hold you very long, so I'm going to start in verse 5. It said, "Thus Thus said God the Lord, He that created the heavens stretched them out. Again, we was talking about He's the Creator this morning, serving the God of creation. The devil knows who He is. People know who he is, but they're offended by the God of creation. They're not offended by your false gods. They're only offended by the true God. But thus saith the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out. He that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it. He that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. Without that, you and I are not alive. God gives us breath and gives us a spirit. And it goes on, he says, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness. I will hold thine hand. I love that church tonight. I'm going to tell you something. We can't do it, Brother Don. We can't walk without holding his hand. We can't crawl without holding his hand. We can't get up in the morning without holding his hand. And I'll tell you what, there's some mornings I couldn't get up if he didn't lay his hand on me to pick me up. I'm just telling you. But but he, But he. look at that, what he says. I will hold thy hand. I love that. And will keep thee. And give thee for a covenant of the people, for a line of the Gentile, to open the blind eyes, uh, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, to them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory, now look at that, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images, God's not going to share his glory. And God's not going to let his praise go to graven images. And I can say this to you this evening. Those who praise graven images are not going to be praisers of God. But but on the other side of that is, is God's not going to allow something else to have what is rightfully his. Think about it. Nebuchadnezzar had them all bowing down to the golden image. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego wouldn't do it. His people did not bow. He would not allow his glory to go to another Then he goes on. He said, I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass and new things do I declare before before they spring forth, I tell you of them. That's what this Bible is all about, church. Reading and hearing and seeing what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do. There's... It may come to us in a surprise uh, thing as it it may happen in a day which we're not thinking the Bible does talk about this. But there may be something one day where, wow, I didn't see that coming today. But if you think about it, in the word of God, we knew it was going to come because God had already told us it was going to come to pass. He's not going to shock us. And we're going, wow, that's not in the Bible. No, it's going to be in the Bible. The things that God is going to do or God is doing are recorded in Scripture. He just told us these things. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things I declare unto you. Declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Read your book in Matthew, okay? Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise from the end of the earth. Ye that go down to the sea and all that is therein, the isles and the habitations thereof. Let the wilderness and the cities thereof lift up their voice, the villages of Kadar doth inhabit. Let the habitations of the rock sing, let them that shout from the top of the mountain, let them shout from the top of the mountains, let them give glory unto the Lord, and declare his praise in the islands so so let's magnify god but can can you go back to verse 11 there look at this part in the section in the middle section of this kind of towards the end these words let the habitations of the rock sing now now i'm going to be honest with you i've read this passage several times but but after having done the study of, of, of 2 Samuel 22, I think in 2, verse two, and he said, uh, he's my rock, and then going through the scripture and reading that, let the habitations of the rock, that's you and I, we are the ones who inhabit the rock, who is Jesus Christ. Think about that. We should sing, and sing like we mean it. How many times have I said that to the choir? Sing like you mean it. Why? Because it's true, it's real, it's right, it's holy. It needs to be done. And then it says, let them give glory unto the Lord. Glory unto the Lord. Give God glory. The Bible's full of this for you and I. Not, not in those exact words, but, but in that meaning there. Declare his praise in the highlands. Don't let it go simply passing by. The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yea, roar. He shall prevail against his enemies. You know why the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so? Because if God's going to prevail against his enemies, that means you and I, as his redeemed, will prevail against our enemy. We get the glory. Not in in the glory of giving to God, but we get the victory that God giveth you and I. And then if you'll jump over a few more. Like I said, try to get you through this quickly tonight, but not mess it up. Malachi chapter 2. Malachi chapter 2. Verse 1. And now... I want you to think about this. This is, I I read this and then I read this and then I read this. I probably read this one here four or five times this afternoon in preparation for this. And now, oh, you priest, this commandment is for you. I want you to think about this this evening. I, I hate to say it, That way, but I love to give God glory. And I want to encourage you to do the same. So the priest that does not give God glory, those that will not hear what God has to say, but rather wants to heap for themselves, they're in trouble. Verse 2 If you will not hear, And if you will not lay it to heart to give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already, because you do not lay it to heart. Can you imagine the priesthood in the time in which God is talking? And by the way, even yet today there are some that God says to them, I'm going to curse your blessing. They've been blessed. And yet because even in their blessings that God has given them, they refuse to give the glory to God. It's all about look at me and look what I've done. God's going to curse the blessing that He'd given them. Now church, I'm going to be honest with you. For any man of God of a true heart, who would read that, he would think this. What is his greatest blessing? My salvation. The salvation of my family. The salvation of our church family. And if God would curse our family, or God would curse our church family, think about what it would be there. God says, here, I'm going to bless you. And you get up there, and and I, I couldn't do this. I'm going to be honest with you, I can, but you get up there and you begin to say, look what I've done. I was reading about David the other day, and David was uh, uh, interceding on the behalf of, the, uh, of Israel because he had numbered the people, and God was going to punish them. And God says, what did they do? I, I'm the one who numbered them. They didn't do that. And so David started saying, you know what, the problem here is this. I started something. I should have left it in God's hands. Can I tell you tonight, I I'll promise you, and, and when I say this, I've said many times, because it's absolutely true, this church would not be here today without God having intervened. Having God not done the things that he's done to sustain this body the way that he has. And it's not because... Uh, God thinks that this is the greatest place on earth, but because the people who come here love God, God puts his favor and his blessings upon this, and that's even the more reason why anybody in my position who would be up here as the pastor, in which I've been thankful to be, but, but in my position, I ought to look out and say, Church, we ought to praise God. Look at what, what God has done. Not us. I was pulling in. I think it was last night or this morning. I don't remember when we come back. If if it was when we got here yesterday. I'm trying to remember, but but it doesn't really matter. But I was pulling in the parking lot, and I I looked across the front side of the building, and I thought to myself, you know, it's amazing. We've been here for 15-plus years. I mean, 15 years and some months counting. I'm thinking to myself, all the things. Here would be the testimony. In everything that has happened to this church before I came, and everything that's happened in the church since I've came, God has always been faithful to give us somebody to help us keep on going. And when other people may have washed up and washed out and went on, we said, let's stay. And when I say we, I'm talking about all of us. Let's stay and serve God, because that's the reason we gather. And then turn and give God the glory for it. Give God the glory for it. It's not for you and I. In the book of Luke in the 17th chapter, I'm going to tell you something, church. I read that, like I said, several times today. I do not want to fall into that place to be accounted amongst one of them that would not give glory to God for what God has done. Luke 17 if you would, go back into verse 11, again trying to read, uh Luke 17, verse 11. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, Which stood afar off, they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go shew thyself unto the priest. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, which when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorified God. Now look at that very carefully. When he saw he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God. One of the ten, we know the story there. But if you look at this just a little bit further, in, in going back just a little bit, he entered in a certain village, and there met him ten men, which were leopards, which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices. They were wanting to be heard for their healing and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They wanted to be heard, so they lifted up their voices. And when, they, when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show thyself unto thy priest. And it came to pass as they went. They were cleansed. Every one of the ten cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. When he got what he was asking, I mean, after all, remember, he was calling out. They, they had lifted up their voices. It was louder than a normal talk. Have mercy on us. They, they proclaimed it. Yet when they were healed, only one of them turned around with a loud voice to give God glory. Church, can I tell you something? I understand that we don't always have to be loud, but can I say this? We ought to sometimes be a little louder than what we are for what God has done for us. We we ought to, I mean, it ought to be evident, heard, if nowhere else, it ought to be evident, heard in the church of God that God has done these great things in our lives. He's, he's answered and heard our prayers in I've been talking about it a lot lately. Uh, answered prayer. You know, you 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 pray and you ask God to do something, and God does it, and our prayer requests, and we, we have it come back, and, and we answered prayer. I mean, it's just that God answers our prayers, and when he does, we ought to be sitting there going, answered prayer. Glory to God. Glory to God. Going on. So he fell. And with a loud voice glorified God and fell down in his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, said, were there, not nine, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Amazing how God does so much for so many, but so little, so few give him glory for it and when he saw him he said look at this and when he and when he said unto him arise go thy way thy faith have made thee whole." there was more to this man's healing than just his skin church a deeper thought process for you and i revelations chapter four just two more places and we'll be done revelations chapter four Verse 9. And when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne. Who's on the throne? God's on the throne. Who liveth forever and ever. The four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were they are and were created. You now think about what he said. And when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks unto him that sat on the throne. Church, you and I tonight are blessed to be able to give glory and honor and praise to him that sits on the throne. So you and I are part of this, I guess you could say this, of those that worship the Lord and said that he's worthy to receive glory, honor, and power. He's created, excuse me, created all things. And for their pleasure, they were created his pleasure. And in chapter 17, this is the last place chapter 17, or 14, excuse me, chapter 14, starting in verse 6. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. This Bible that you and I have got Came straight from heaven. It is the everlasting gospel. Now think about that. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Think about that this evening. Thy word, O Lord, is true. Think about it tonight. But he said, I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to them that dwell on the earth, (laughs) and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him. Think about that. Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and form in the fountains of water. And they followed another, excuse me, that's why I wanted to end of that one right there, uh, not the next angel, this angel, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of the water. Again, it goes back over here into the, 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 the fourth chapter that we read just a second ago, and the reason we read the verses we did there, look at what he says. Thou art worthy, in verse 11, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things. And for Thy pleasure, they are created. They are and were created. God created you and I. God gave the gospel to you and I. And God gives us the ability to worship him and praise him and honor him. And the voice that was crying out to fear God, to give him glory, is telling us nothing more than what we've already been told that we ought to fear God rather than man. And we ought to glorify God rather than man. And lift him up and worship him. Because he created us. And in the end of time, he's the one who will judge us. Would you stand tonight? Father, I'm thankful this evening for your love. I'm thankful this evening for the grace that you've given, the mercy, Father, you've given. Lord, knowing tonight that without that, Father, I would be helpless and hopeless. Lord, I'm so grateful tonight for all that you've done for us, done for our church. Lord, we have one more appointed time together. Father, if time continues and we're loud before we have a new year. Lord, that day is set aside and designated for your birth, to celebrate the birth that you came in. And Lord, I pray tonight, Father, help us in preparation for that day. But more so, dear God, help us in preparation for the day of judgment, the day that's coming. God, when we all will stand before thee, whether in the time of one at a time or in a great line form. Father, this evening I praise you and I thank you, Lord. You're better than I deserve. I give you glory in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen.